Greetings, wonderful people. Welcome to the Scene and Take podcast, a forum of all things that motivate and inspire me as a content creator and image maker. I'm your host, Indio the Gaiarique. The beginnings of the Harlem Movie Club started in 2003 and continues to bring friends, friends of friends, and extended family members together once a month to discuss movies they've collectively viewed. Joining me today are two members of the club, Hope Harley Todman and her husband, Harold Todman, a.k.a. My Suegros, a.k.a. The Coolest In-Laws Ever. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, wow. <laughs> the Coolest In-Laws Ever. Oh, I got a title. Hands oh, down. Absolutely. How's it going? How's everything over on your side of the bridge? We're, we're, we're here. We're hunkered down. Yeah, it's kind of uh, quiet. In these parts, but we did have to step out today to replenish supplies. (laughs) Harlem Movie Club. Who came up with the idea to start a movie club? Well, I don't think that it was the start of a movie club. Okay. Uh, We were at our friend Ramona, you know, Ramona, Mm. Ramona and Carl. We were at their house, New Year's Day, 2003. They had an open house and there were a bunch of people there. And our friend Susan, actually, we were talking about movies and she said, oh, you know, Denzel is directing his first movie, Antoine Fisher. We should all go see it. And I don't know how we came up with the idea to come to to see it individually and then come together to talk about it. But that was February of 2003. And we met together and... That was it. I don't even remember what our grading system was then or if we had a grading system or if we just talked about the film. But it just sort of grew organically. People had a lot of fun. It was a great way of coming together with folks. Right. And so back in 2003, how many friends were you like? How many of you guys? Hmm. No, that's going to be a guess. It probably wasn't that many maybe 12 i was going to say a dozen okay right? About I mean, the dozen. Yeah. that's pretty yeah. sizable you know to start 12 friends getting together so you didn't go collectively to see the movie at the movie theater you saw it yourselves and then came together to discuss it later correct let's talk about now like when you do watch movies do you go together now or you still watch them individually and then come together to discuss it We still watch them individually. There have been a couple of instances where we actually did a group of viewing. One was for The Passion of the Christ. Oh, okay. What's his name? Mel Gibson's movie. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why that was one. We did see that as a group. And then we saw a documentary, the one on schools. Do you remember? Oh, Oh, recently? It wasn't recently. Oh, no. That was no, probably seven or eight years ago. But there there have only been a couple yeah. of movies. We've also gone to the movie theater and found other Harlem Movie Club members in the movie theater. Okay. With us. Right, right. You've never planned like an outing together to a movie theater. No. Those, those two instances were the yeah. only ones. Yeah, we okay. talked about it, but it just never came off. We've talked about trying to bring a director and you know, a lot of things we plan, we just never, right. never came to fruition. OK, and <laughs> let's go back to watching The Passion of the Christ, which 
has arguably been one of the most controversial movies. You constantly see it on the list of most controversial movies ever created. While you may not remember the real reason you decided to watch this movie in particular, Mel Gibson's version of it, many members of the group, based on your friends, are church members. You guys go to church together and stuff like that. Can you recall how that discussion <laughs> went with who raised their hand and said that they were utterly repulsed from it and just didn't want to <laughs> discuss it? Well, you know, I, I should have done a little bit of research before we started this discussion because I might have like a note or two somewhere that talks about Would that be on the blog that we had? No, I don't think it was on the blog because Passion of the Christ was early on. Oh, okay. Yeah, Passion of the Christ came out in 2004. So this is, yeah, this is just very early on. And we went to see it in the theater. So I wouldn't even have a note on that because, you know, it was so informal right now. The way we do it is we draw names out of a hat. We pick people randomly so that everybody gets an opportunity to choose a movie. And when we first started, we did it 12 months of the year. And then we. Right. right. And we only chose one movie. And we only chose one movie. Right. And then we stopped the summer months because a lot of people were going away and the meetings were poorly attended. And then because more people were coming and they wouldn't get the opportunity to choose a film over the course of the year, we decided we do two films each month. Okay. And they could be first run films. They could be in theaters or they could be older films. And We've had a solid mix of both over the years. And now in light of the situation we're in now, of course, we'll have to look at things online, Netflix, Amazon Prime, whatever vehicle. And so it's a good thing that we were in the habit of doing that anyway. Right. And then speaking of the streaming services, so now you actually afforded the opportunity to go see stuff that back in the day we would have to have like the physical copy of the VHS, the DVD, you know, right? So now the library's <laughs> all digitized that we could watch it. I know Erica and I are going to attend the, we're taping this on Thursday just before the April meeting for the club, which is Saturday. And this is going to be the first one via Zoom. And yes. dad, you've been the IT man getting everybody kind of hooked up on it. And so trying. Be- <laughs> trying, right? Because we have a diverse group of individuals. You have us being your children and then you have your friends and friends of friends, family members all coming together from all parts of the country now. Right. Because there are some folks right. in Florida. So that's going to be interesting. And there's two movies for this month's club, which happen to be two documentaries. How is the format of the meeting now where you get to discuss the movies? Do you rate the movies now in a certain way? We've ironed out a lot of the kinks that may have existed early on in the system, such that the routine is we start out by having the person who picked the movies describe why they picked the movies. And then we go around the room and each person gives their grade A through F. And sometimes if it's a real bad movie, it'll be a Z, (laughs) but A through F. And then once we get that and hope, you know, notes all the individual scores, and then we'll start with either the highest grade or the lowest grade. And then there's a free for all because as you will see on your first meeting, we'd sort of lose the order and everybody wants to, (laughs) everybody wants to give their two cents. But we've been following that format for a number of years now and it seems to work pretty good. Yeah, Yeah, the hardest thing probably is to keep people discussing the movie because we do go off on tangents and there's a lot of 
political discussion, whatever might be going on during the day. I'm sure this Saturday there'll be a lot of coronavirus discussion. Right, right, right. And it's going to be interesting with Zoom because unlike our in-person meetings, everyone will not be able to speak at the same time. I call it herding cats normally when the meeting's going on because people are talking over one another and people are having private conversations and people are monopolizing conversations sometimes. I shouldn't say conversations, they're comments. Right, right, right. It's exciting. So it's going to be real interesting to see how this goes down. And we've had a couple of test sessions with a couple of groups of people, I you know, sent out a notice saying, hey, if you've never used Zoom before, we're going to do this test session. And there were kinks, <laughs> definitely kinks. But I think that we kind of understand if things happen, how to correct them. Right. And and I think the people who've never used Zoom, who were part of the test session, will feel comfortable joining in on Saturday. So. Right. So who possesses the mute all button? Is that going to be you as the facilitator, Hopi? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. I'm still learning Zoom myself. I'm not expert here. And Harold informed me this morning that Zoom has instituted a a lot of new features. Yeah, they just updated. This is new for everyone. And it seems like this platform and this is not sponsored or anything like that. But this platform became that which helped people communicate via video, via audio, and especially in the education system. Right. A lot of kids are doing their classes via Zoom. It just happened to be one of those applications that people gravitated to. And it's been working out well. They've had some security issues and things like that with the amount of people jumping on. But I think it's a great way to communicate, especially now. How many people are typically uh, at a club meeting? You know, it depends on the time of year. Mm. It depends on the the movies. Right. It depends on a lot of different things. We don't know how many people to anticipate this Saturday because this does give people the flexibility and people can't say they have a lot to do. Harold and I think that maybe about 20. I think the most we've had at a meeting was in the low 30s and that was Black Panther. Black Panther Black Panther. Black Panther and the other one that Purnell was in about the White House, the, the butler. The butler, right. So that was, yeah, we typed out about 30 there. On the mailing list, there are 93 93 people on the mailing list, but a lot of them haven't been there for a while. And so this is the database that you've collected through the years, right? So it's about 93. And it's been purged a few times over the past 17 years because, as Harold said, there are people in there who haven't been to a meeting in a few years. But there are also not people in there who were there at the beginning. I mean, you know, and we purge them. People come once, but they'll come with a friend and you say, oh, you're coming back. Give me your email address. And I add them and you never see them again. Right. Right. I just haven't done the latest purge. So there are 93 people who got the message. So we'll see how many show up on Saturday. And in those 17 years, I mean, we briefly talked about passion, but do you recall as a group, one of the most controversial movies that was reviewed and why was it? Controversial. That's an interesting question. Something that, you know, like the biggest disparity Uh, from A to F. Well, usually those movies are the ones that might not be in the box office. I mean, because remember, we watch a lot of indie indie films and a lot of films that don't make it to the box office. And those are the films that usually get the biggest 
disparity between A's to F's. I mean, because one that comes to mind is that film Eros. Yes, it was a film called Eros. It was actually three films in one. There were three different directors. Someone chose that. And when we start talking about films that weren't well received, that always rears its head. I won't say who chose the film. No, no, no. But, you know, the other one was What, what the Bleep Do We Know, mm. which is another one. Okay. And, and yeah. Yeah. One. What the Bleep Do We Know, there was a lot of discussion about it. There were people who absolutely loved it. Right. And there were people who said, what the heck? Yeah. Like, is the, why did they even waste their time making the movie? Yeah. Same thing with Eros. Eros, right. I don't, I don't know if anybody loved Eros, though. Because, they were, as I said, there were three distinct films in Eros with, by three different directors. Okay. And short films that were put together. And I can't remember if there was a connecting theme. I just know that it wasn't. But one film that I think was universally rated highly was City of God. Oh, that yes. film, I think okay. there were, if there were A minuses, they were few, but right, right. A, 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 A plus, A minus, A plus, A, you know, that kind of thing. So that's one film that I can remember being well received. That movie came out in, I believe, 2002. So did you guys see it like early on or you went back to see it like years later? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we went back to see it. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think when we first started, Blockbuster might have still been open. Yeah. Yeah. Then Netflix started and people would get Netflix discs, CDs and in, in, um, DVDs in the mail. And then that kind of went away. And so we've been through all these technological iterations from an actual cassette. Yeah. <laughs> I think we started a physical with cassette, cassette, right? Yeah. It has to, yeah. Cassette. I mean, it had to be VHS with Blockbuster uh, starting yeah. at VHS. Yeah, because I think uh, most of the films initially were films that were in theaters. And it was then a couple of years into it that we started looking at older films because people were having a hard time deciding what they wanted to pick. We also had a few films that we saw where movie club participants were actually in the film. Oh, so that was okay. interesting. Yeah. One of our more constant members has been in... Finding Forrester, right? Finding Forrester. She okay. was in she, that one. She was in that film. Uh, which um, is a Bronx movie. Boston. Okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Stephanie Berry, she played the... She played the mom in that film. Okay. Uh, Stephanie's been in a couple other films that we've, that we've seen, seen too. Right. Yeah. I can't think of what they are right now. All right. Shout out to uh, Stephanie and, Barry. And, yes. And Pernell Walker, a Bronx girl. Yeah. Pernell, if you if you ever hear this, I'm giving you a shout out now, who was in a wonderful film uh, called Pariah. Yes. That won at Sundance and got a lot of recognition and she did an incredible job and she came to movie club. So we got her perspective there. She was also in the Butler. And so she came to that movie club as well. So it's nice to have somebody there who can kind of give an inside look at what went on behind the scenes. Two films that were really very well received by the group. Yeah. Of course, Black Panther, because the makeup of the group is predominantly African-American African-American films are chosen a lot by people. And when you have something like Black Panther, everybody's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Sure. Sure. So, yeah. And then so the Harlem Movie Club, the Harlem part, obviously you guys would meet in Harlem. Is that where the name came from or? Yes, yeah. because the idea started at Ramona and Carl's house. Yeah. They're lovely hosts. So they have hosted, I would say, probably 90% of the meetings that more, we, yeah, more than you that, know, we had a couple, we had a couple that, that Susan, is. Right. 
wasn't it Susan and, oh, maybe Zanetta Sharaik. Yeah. Yeah. But do we have one here? We had one here in New Jersey. People actually came to New Jersey for one, but we did one in Westchester once. I can't remember whose place that was, but I do remember we did that. We started a blog. I tried to create this blog probably in like the 2008, 2007, 2008 timeframe where I was trying to give notes Okay. On the meeting, because I would send out a notice and then I would say, oh, you know, these I would try to write down some of the comments that people made and everything. And that just got I I did it for a a couple of years, actually. But I would send out emails with the notes and then I started this blog. The last entry was January of 2009, I think. There's a lot of movies up here. Well, what I did was I I started in 2007. This this was another controversial. Oh, yeah. Bubba Hotep. Bubba Hotep. Bubba Hotep. (laughs) Bubba Hotep. And that and Killing of Sheep. Killing of Sheep is kind of famous because it was the director's film thesis. I think he went to USC. I can't remember where in California. And it got great acclaim. And then he never really did anything after that. Um, In in my memory, I might be wrong in saying that. When we were doing the blog and I see that I did two entries in 2007, 11 entries. I actually did 11 entries in 2008 and then two entries in 2009. And then that was the end of it. But I listed all of the movies we had seen thus far. And I think we had like, I don't know, almost 200 movies we had seen by that point. So oh, wow. so I put them yeah. in alphabetical order. I must have been really bored. <laughs> do you keep a record of the movies now or? Yeah. Yes, we do. We have a book, our original book, which didn't start in 2003. I don't know when that book started, but is in the possession of one of our members now because she was going to try to compile everything. And then we started a new book probably last year or the mm-hmm. year before yeah. that I have here. And so that every month I write down what films there were, who chose the film, our grades. And sometimes I'll make a little note here and there, but I don't go through the whole synopsis of the meeting thing that I used to do. Right. And so if you could guesstimate over the course of the 17 years meeting about how many movies have you guys reviewed? You said you had 200 up until 2008, right? So yeah, well, if you... Yeah, I, well, maybe it's 100 and something. I, right. I, I'm looking at this list here that starts with, what's the first thing? The first I, I did it in alphabetical order. The first one is 310 to Yuma is a number. Yeah, 310, uh, yeah, to, 310 Yuma. to Yuma. And then the... Seven pounds, and then we start with... A, a beautiful, beautiful mind. mind. Yeah. And then it goes to uh, Harold's actually counting right now. So I, I, I don't film. know how many they were. So, yeah, I mean, but if you've doubled since it that at point, the... hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. Hundreds. I would say hundreds. Hundreds. <laughs> yeah. Hundreds easily because when we went from one film a month to two films a month. Right. So you figure two films, 10 months of the year. So that's at least 20 a year. Right. And we've been doing that for what, 15, 15 years. 15 years. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So it's a bunch. Okay. It's a bunch. You guys coming together at Ramona's, is it just a way of giving yourselves that opportunity to get together in, in these busy times? Well, now not so busy. We're hopefully staying home, staying safe. But in those it, moments when, you know, the club was going strong. Yes, it is. It's more than just reviewing movies. It is a time to get together and to discuss things because a lot of times with emails and texts, you know, you rarely get a chance to look at 
people face to face and really talk about issues. So that's where we really, after we finish with the conversation with the movies, we discuss the topics of the time. I mean, don't forget, we were meeting when Barack was running for office. So you remember there was a lot to discuss then. Right. All through the war or through the wars. Right. You know, it was always post 9-11, but, you know, through the Iraq war. I mean, there were there were just so many things happening in the world. And we were a group of very Katrina. Right. We were a group of very talkative people. (laughs) Right. And opinionated people. So you can imagine you get 15 to 20 people who want to say something and. Herding cats. Herding cats. Sure. Yeah, it's sure. hard. And we eat and drink. Oh, that's right, too. Let's, that's right. Let's, let's not forget the food part. Right, right. Because it could be movie club without food. Without food. Right. All right. So, as I said, Ramona and Carl are incredible hosts. And so they always have something. And that's a base. But we always ask people if they come to bring something. So whether it's a bottle of wine or a dessert or People have brought meat patties, meat patties. They, they, they rice and beans, they fried rice chicken. And right. oh, I mean, okay. There's just a whole lot of food, especially like December, you know, the holiday type thing. And then usually in June, which is our last meeting before we break for the summer, if it's nice, we go out in the backyard and we barbecue and it's a social thing. I think about it, you know, when we tell people it's been 17 years, I don't think about it every day. But when I tell somebody that I'm like, wow, 17 years, it's really an accomplishment. And even though we don't have the same people who started with us, we've had people who came in and then left and came back and then left. (laughs) So it's kind of a constant for some people in their lives, I think. We've thought about copywriting our name. We've thought about offering our services to directors and we never did it, but we talked about it a lot because really, if you want a focus group, we're a great focus group. We've seen a lot of films, whether they be documentaries, or feature films. Sure. And, and you know, and what it what it's done for me, because I've I would never consider myself a big moviegoer, but now that when you've seen so many films, you watch them differently. You know, it's it's like you when when you listen to an interview, if they got bad sound, you pick up on it immediately, or if the images are not crisp. And when you're watching a film and you're like, you know, this script is not really put together too well, or the plot lines are just not making sense. So we all, I think we all have become better film watchers over the years. Absolutely. And we know a lot more about film than ever before. And we've learned a lot. Certainly, I would say every person who has ever been to movie club and who have come more than once or twice will say that they have seen films that they would never have seen had they not come to movie club. Right, right. Absolutely. There are, I'm I'm looking at this list on our blog from like 2008 and nine, and I'm looking at all of these films and I had films here. I would have never, ever, ever, ever even thought about seeing. Yeah. Yeah. But. And then the independent films that you have watched, it's the opportunity to give that director the audience that wouldn't necessarily see them because somebody may have randomly chosen it. Right. Right. And we've seen blockbusters, too. And some of them I probably would never have gone to see because they're not their genre that I didn't particularly have an interest in. But there are some great films that I've seen that I'm happy that people have chosen them. And then there are some that are like, okay, I really could have done without that. 
Right. <laughs> What's the uh, general sense of the black exploitation films? Like, how, what is the general consensus on those? Because there were black filmmakers doing these movies. I mean, albeit a lot of the negative cultural things that were happening at that time. But do you have any I, on I your list? I don't think those made the list. No. So no, no, no original Shaft or anything like that. I don't think. No, I mean, well, not as of two thousand, the beginning of two thousand nine. Anyway, I'm trying to think. I know what was the one that Cheyenne kept threatening to. Oh, that was no. She um. It was a Diana Ross. Yeah, um, a Diana Ross movie. I can't think of what it was now, but anyway, she kept threatening that she was gonna mahogany. Mahogany. Uh Yes. Okay. But that's not a black voice. No, it's not black voice. I mean, we didn't. We haven't seen the shafts. We haven't seen the cotton come to Harlem. Yeah, we haven't right. seen Dolomite. Oh, yeah. Well, Dolomite, the original. Yeah, the original. Rudy Ray Moore, no. the original. No, <laughs> no, no, no. You know, oddly enough, we I, no one has ever suggested that. But yeah. but we've seen a lot of great yeah. films. Yeah. I mean, I think our members have been very thoughtful in their selections, and since a lot of the folks in the movie club are very passionate moviegoers, they've gone into their I don't know their quiver, I say, and pull out movies that are like, wow, where'd you get a lot of foreign films? Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of foreign films and directors that most people, if you're not really a hardcore moviegoer, you probably would have never heard of. And uh, so things like the black exploitation, I mean, we probably just avoid that right off the bat. But we know what we have tried to support black filmmakers because our issue has always been if we don't go to see them, well, who will? Right. Right. So usually if there is a film out by a black filmmaker or even, I mean, well, unfortunately, there are not a whole lot of filmmakers of color, (laughs) but you know, we do try to support those films. I, I don't know if we've made a difference with our little small group, but if, at least we're there. We try to get the word and tell people about it and things like that. Sure. All right, cool. Well, I think we're going to roll right into what I call the speed ramp. I think you guys will be able to handle this. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this, this is an easy one. We just discussed it, but in Shaft... Richard Roundtree or Samuel L. Jackson? Oh, you got to go with the original. Richard, yeah, that's... I mean, I love Sam L., but give him snakes on the plane. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, Richard, no Richard doubt. Richard Chef. No, yeah, okay. Richard. Jordan Peele or Spike Lee? Jordan Peele. Both. I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. not a Spike Lee fan. Got it. Viola Davis or Angela Bassett? Oh, my goodness. I, I mean, I got to go with, with Miss Davis. Yeah, yeah. Who is one of my, like, heroes. That woman can yeah. can do crying and, and snot, snot better snot. than anybody. And she, I mean, she, she just she, lets herself go. She just she does snot the best in Hollywood. <laughs> okay. But, but she's an incredible, that is incredible a, actor. That's a, that's a very good uh, special skill to have on the resume. Well, <laughs> you know, she, she's just... Not self-conscious, so sure. she allows herself to go. She's, where, she's all the way. Yeah, she's all the way. In. Okay, yeah. Larry Fishburne or Lawrence Fishburne? Hmm. Okay, I'm not quite certain of the differentiation. Larry was was the young Larry, <laughs> the Apocalypse uh, Now apocalypse Larry, now the baby now. Larry. You know, I still find it hard to believe that he's younger than me. But anyway. <laughs> Okay. Spike Lee, the actor, as opposed to Spike Lee, the director. I prefer Spike Lee, the actor, to Spike Lee, the director. I mean, his films seem to be, to me, they have a sameness to them. Do you think it's like his signature is just something that you don't like? 
Yeah, but I guess maybe it is. I mean, I don't know. It's just, there's certain techniques that he uses in his films that I f- don't particularly like. I find them gimmicky almost. Right. So, yeah, I take him, even though his acting isn't, I mean, I don't think we'll see him in Academy Award nominations anytime soon. Right. And speaking of Oscars, if we said, and the Oscar goes to Denzel Washington, Hurricane or Fences? Fences. Fences. Mostly because it's more recent in my mind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were good both. Yeah. Okay. And we have uh, a contemporary young actor now who's been doing big things. You've spoken about one of the movies, Chadwick Boseman. So, uh-huh. Black Panther, Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, or James Brown? I tell you, well, I loved him as James Brown, I have to say. But mm, that's a real hard one. Erica came up with this question? No, I did. Uh-huh. Oh, 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 okay. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. I mean, I, I loved him as James Brown. And obviously he can do the biographical movies very well. I don't know. I don't think we should have to choose. I think that he brings something different to each of those roles. And he was good in all of them. So. Okay, fair enough. You think some of the other male black actors might say, let us have some play. Let, let us get some love and <laughs> let us play well, a biopic. You know, I think as an actor myself, I think that with all of the different vehicles out there now, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, all hopefully, I mean, I think that you're beginning to see people get more opportunity because there's just more opportunity out there. So I don't know if the big feature films are the wave of the future. They might be the smaller ones that are available in other ways, but I'm hopeful that actors of color all of them be they black or latinx or chinese asian, asian right yeah. you know we made a a, a big deal about uh, uh, parasite we just parasite parasite and before that what was the other film that i read oh crazy rich asians yeah. which was came out the same time as like black panther and the two casts really were very supportive of one another and i hope that it just opened people's eyes to all of these stories that are out there all of these stories that have yet to be told by all people and so i'm looking forward to whatever movies come out in the next year especially after this situation i have a feeling that there are a lot of people at home right now trying to be creative (laughs) Yeah, there's going to definitely be a resurgence of creativity because it gives people the opportunity to really hone their skills. Thank you guys for the time, the opportunity to come and talk about the Harlem Movie Club. Well, we're looking forward to hearing the podcast. And of course, we'll have to share it with all of the movie club folks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when it comes out. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. See we'll, you Saturday. Yeah, we'll see you Saturday. All right. All right. The Scene and Take podcast has been brought to you by Guy Rican Productions, produced by Erica Ramkishan and edited by yours truly. Music licensed via artlist.io. Thank you once again to Hope and Harold for joining me today and to you, the listeners. Special shout out to all of the essential workers who continue to help during this pandemic. I salute you. 
Until the next one, this is Indio the Guy Rican. Stay safe, everybody. Peace. <laughs>